So good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the TR90 Body Burn 30 support call. <laughs> support call. This call happens Monday through Friday at this time, which for me, Pacific time is 6.40 in the morning. Adjust it for your time zone. If you ever miss any of these calls, you can pick them up on SoundCloud. And that is an application that is spelled S-O-U-N-D-C-L-O-U-D. Put in Frank, F-R-A-N-K, Lomas, L-O-M-A-S, and TR90, and these calls should pop up if you get your podcasts elsewhere. Um, Anti-aging or anti-aging solutions, TR90, um, any of those might be able to pick it up on whatever um, podcast station you listen to. For those of you that don't know who I am, I'm Susan Mann out of Portland, Oregon. I come to you with an education background, but a huge interest in both health, nutrition, and exercise. Since I had grandparents that um, did not have good health as they got older, and I didn't want to go down those particular rabbit trails, so I'm more into doing preventative stuff than I am wanting to deal with a problem that might be um, in my life. So I don't want to have I don't want to have the diabetes and adult adult onset diabetes and heart disease. So I'm doing a lot to prevent that while I'm younger so that I won't have to deal with it as I get older. I came to the TR90 program uh, from the R90 program, which was its immediate predecessor. And while the R90 program was great, I found that the TR90 program actually built muscle mass and it reduced the amount of body fat that I had on my body, which I was just absolutely ecstatic because I lost about 20 body inches. And I was already exercising three, three and a half hours a week, moderate to heavily. And so it made a huge difference in my life. And so that's part of the reason why I'm here. So the TR90 program in a nutshell is it's one really good clean meal a day, two shakes a day, three snacks a day, 30 grams of protein at at least three of those meals, making sure to drink plenty of water to stay hydrated. Current thinking is at least one ounce of water for every two pounds you weigh. So if you weigh 100 pounds, the very minimum you should be drinking is 50 ounces of water. If you're not at that level, start with wherever you're at and work towards um, that goal. If you're, moderate, if you're exercising moderately to heavily or you're in a very humid area, you will probably need to increase that just because you will be dehydrating yourself. And dehydration, lack of sleep, and exercise are all things that could cause you to plateau and not make as many gains in your TR90 lifestyle as you would like. That being said, you should be getting seven to eight hours of rest daily of good quality rest. You should also be getting 30 minutes of exercise, of moderate heavy exercise, at least five days a week. That's also another really key thing. Um, if you're not very active, start out with walking, even if it's just a half a block until you can build up to doing 30 minutes a day. And, you know, switch, switch things up do things to become more active and look for some of those exercise opportunities that 
parking way out in the parking lot. So A, you can find your car, but B, so that you get a little bit of extra walking in as you're going into the store or the mall or wherever you're headed. Drinking, honestly, I told you about the water, told you about the sleep, told you about the exercise. When you're eating, you should be having seven plus servings of fruits and vegetables. That is also something that's very key to the TR90 program. It does a couple of things. It helps to keep you feeling full and um, satiated so that you're not hungry all the time. Um, When I first started on the TR90 program, I was not, I couldn't, I don't think I could have eaten everything that was on the meal plan. So just bear that in mind. It's going to seem like a lot of food, but it's actually crowding out some of the things that are less desirable choices. And it is a lifestyle change. And if you can only do one thing at a time, just keep working at it until you get to where you need to be. With that being said, I'm always looking for information that will help supplement our TR90 lifestyle. Because taking those supplements 20 minutes before a meal is really great, and it helps them to be on board before... Um, your food hits your stomach, but if not, you take it with your meal. So uh, the information I'm getting today or sharing with you today is out of a book that's called Superfoods, Health Style, Simple Changes to Get the Most Out of Life for the Rest of Your Life. It was written by Stephen G. Pratt, MD, and Kathy Matthews. And there's a lot of scientifically based information in this book that helps support that TR90 lifestyle which is why I keep going back to it because there's always there's a wealth of information in here. So Dr. Pratt is a big believer of personal choice and self-determination, but the truth is that living in a supersized life of steadily increasing portions has made it very difficult for many of us to maintain an optimum weight. Over the years, the effect of all those gigantic meals, even the healthy ones, begin to show. Indeed, an average American gains nearly two pounds a year, every year. If you just ate 100 extra calories a day, for example, the difference between a large and a small potato, you could gain 10 pounds a year. Here's the common scenario. You are served a supersized soft drink, a mega 42-ounce cup. You drink some of it and are really satisfied after enjoying about 12 ounces or 150 calories. Addition to your daily count. But the giant drink sits there and you absentmindedly sip it until by the time sip it until by the time you're ready to toss the, out the cup you've consumed nearly the entire drink. Now you've sipped away about 410 calories, a whopping dent in your t- total daily calorie allowance. You didn't really want that much soda or meat or oatmeal or even vegetables. You didn't even really enjoy it, but it was there and so you ate or drank it. If you've experienced a gradual weight gain over the years, you're not alone. The average American weighs about 24 pounds more today than he did in 1960. And why? We move less, thanks partly to all those labor-saving devices, and we eat more foods 
fast foods, processed foods that are high in calories and low in nutritional value. However, perhaps the most, single most important factor is that we're eating larger portions. According to the statistics from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the average number of calories Americans eat each day has risen from 1,996 calories to 2,247 calories over the last 20 years. That significant increase of 251 calories per day theoretically works out to an extra 26 pounds every year. Many of us don't make the connection between the amount of food consumed and the weight gained, even though it should be apparent. The typical American thinks it's more important to cut out fat than to reduce the amount of food he eats. When the American Institute for Cancer Research asked over 1,000 Americans, which do you think is more important in maintaining or losing weight? The amount of food you eat or what kind of food you eat? A remarkable 78% said the kind of food you eat, and only 18% replied that it was the amount of food. This is a serious misunderstanding. And just think about this. A large order of French fries weighs six ounces today. In 1960, the only size available weighed in at two and a half ounces. So we're almost three times larger than we were in 1960 for uh, the only order of fries you could get. And once upon a time, 18 inches wide was standard for a chair. Today, auditoriums, stadiums, and even subway cars are installing new seats that are several inches wider to accommodate the new, bigger Americans. So think about that. Not a pleasant thought. Here's another very concrete way to look at the problem of portion creep and how misunderstanding portion sizes and and the calories involved can sabotage weight control. A single large bagel, about three tablespoons of cream cheese, a typical breakfast for many people is close to the calorie equivalent of the following. Three medium bananas, two slices of light bread, an English muffin with one tablespoon of low-sugar jam, one large bagel with three tablespoons of, oh, and one cup of oatmeal, a cup of Cheerios, which all total up to 710 calories, whereas the large bagel with three tablespoons of cream cheese, 700 calories. So obviously, better choices By this measure, the single large bagel is the caloric equivalent of about three and a half breakfasts. So once upon a time, the bagels weighed a one and a half ounce and were 116 calories. Today, they weigh four and a half ounces and are 350 to 400 calories. So huge portion sizes are making our lives difficult. It's not that we're stupid. It's just that we don't pay attention. When it comes to eating, most of us are driven by what we see and not by how hungry we feel. Most people eating the giant bagel described above would be full after finishing about a quarter or to a third of it. Few people would stop there. Large portions encourage us to eat more. The study and study after study proves it. In one study, adults were given a large serving 
ate 30% more calories than when given a small one, and kids are not immune. In another study, children were served large portions, ate 25% more calories. A particularly fascinating study was conducted by Brian Wasink of the University of Illinois. It was called At the Movies, How External and Perceived Taste Impact Consumption Volume. Subjects at the movie theater in Chicago were given containers of stale popcorn that tasted pretty terrible. Those who got big buckets ate about 61% more than those who got the smaller buckets. When asked to estimate how many calories they had consumed, both groups figured they'd eaten about the same amount. What did we learn from this? One lesson is that it's very difficult to judge how much you're eating if the container is oversized. And perhaps more pertinent lesson is whatever the size of the portion is, and even if it isn't, doesn't taste very good, our impulse is to finish it. So here's some thoughts about fast food rules. In 2002, fast food restaurants accounted for 74% of the average 206 meals purchased by Americans at commercial establishments to be eaten out or taken home. We now have one fast food outlet for each 1,000 Americans, up one, up from one in 1,400 in 1990 and one in 2,000 in 1980. So just think about it, our fast food places are getting more prevalent because we're buying into that. With that, I believe we've reached the end of our time for today. I, I am going to take us off mute so we can say goodbye to each other and have some thoughts thoughts about portion control and what sorts of portions we should be eating. So there we are, friends. It's time to get control of how much you're eating as well as what you're eating. At the top of the hour, if you're interested in building a new skin business, hop over to Facebook, One Team Global Live. We'll have one of our illustrious leaders at to explaining how to build a new skin business. Thank you, Susan. Wonderful information. Oh, you are most welcome. Uh, like I said, I'm always looking to add to our wealth of knowledge that will help us stay on our TR90 lifestyle. <laughs> That's why I always take a smaller plate now. <laughs> well, you know, I I did started doing that many years ago because Weight Watchers kind of drilled that into me, and then I try to make sure that the, the portions on the plate are appropriate, too. So. so have, have a wonderful day. Yep, Thank you. Places that you, too. And with that being said, if there's no other comments or questions, I'm going to hop off and get ready to go teach kindergartners and first graders today. You all have a great day, and if it's nice where you're at, get out and get some exercise out of doors. Yeah, thank you.